0: guitar.
1: This is Professor Feather. This is the Midnight Where Are The Other Three Turtles Gadfly.
2: This is Dr. Friend to All Children Head. This is Bo-
3: the Blue Fez.
1: And you are listening to
0: shell-shocked
1: are we what are we going to be shell-shocked maybe, about dr maybe, tar i don't
0: know we're going to be talking about the gamera series.
4: the gamera
0: the gamera not the gamera the gamera anyway this is uh uh what was it Dai studios <laughs> response to godzilla you know and so the and weren't they also competing with like uh, TV shows at uh, time, children TV shows coming out, you know, with the giant monsters, the kaiju and stuff like that? So they're trying to break into this market, so to say. So, uh, anyway, so they come out in 1965 with Gamera, a towering turtle of terror that apparently likes little kids. Um, which, somehow struck a chord with uh, the Japanese public because they went on to produce several more of these shows <laughs> throughout the years. Uh, but, yeah, so I would like to hear my co-host's input on this uh, series of uh, of unfortunate events. But <laughs> 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 Professor Feather, go! No, oh,
1: your shell
4: know, yeah. I thought we were doing the punch thing. I, I did too. I'm, I'm totally, totally. I didn't. I didn't get I'm it. totally lost. I didn't get I totally good.
1: lost. Okay, you ready? I'm just for
2: crawling inside of his shell. <laughs> <laughs> I see your head poking out.
1: Give us your punchline, Tar.
0: The punchline, uh, pedophile turtle.
1: <laughs> Dr. Head
2: Or a terrifying tortoise
1: <laughs> Professor Feather Gymnastics Knifehead <laughs> The Blue Fez
3: Hey, what do you call a flying turtle? A helicopter? Put a boom! Oh!
1: Is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a bad case of Gamera Obscura
3: Oh! <laughs>
2: Still well worth the wait.
1: Alright. So I guess it was passed to you, uh, Professor Ephesia. Yes, it
4: was. It was. It was passed um, like a kidney stone. It was passed. <laughs> <laughs> can feel it working. Gamera versus on right? That's my pick. 1969. Attack of the monsters. Buzzy um, Swiss? Which is which is one of my favorite. It has the, the, the two kids who go off on the on a trip into space. And the really hot space women, who in the in the in the uh, in the English version, the dubbed version, have this like midwestern kind of twang, so it's pretty good. Um, I really, I really like it. It and it captures everything that Gamera stood for, you know. Um, <laughs> And that, you know, because that was that was one of the cultural phenomena that you're talking about, you know, that they, you know, this was the feel good. This, you know, this was supposed to be fantasy for kids. You know, that's exactly what this was. Nothing Saturday more, nothing Saturday. less. Yes, and uh, you know, it done in you know the typical Japanese style of the of the day, you know, with you know relatively low budgets and everything. But it's just kind of a goofy movie, and and that's why I really like it. It's you know pretty goofy, and I I think it uh, just has has some of the weirdest. It, Gamera does this <coughs> gymnastic on the on the bar, and he does these twirls. It's, it's just it's cool as heck, you know. It's, so I, yeah, that's that was my pick right there. I'm sure everybody else has seen that one. Oh, and you know what? I watched it. I watched it as the Tar and Feather cinema version. They have an episode out that uh, features Attack of the Monsters. Way to talk so. about yourself in the third person. There, there you go.
1: <laughs> All right. So, who well, wants to go? we would have
0: gotten ne- fourth, but he left. <laughs>
1: Tar, who would you like to pick to go next?
0: You can only see this on camera. Dr. Head, if it's your input on uh, this uh, Turtle of Terror.
2: I grew up watching Gamera. I loved Gamera every bit as much as I loved Godzilla. And I always, I would remember drawing a picture. I was probably all of like five or six of Gamera fighting Godzilla. I thought it was the perfect match. We've got this radioactive flame and then Gamera with his like, you know, some kind of a, Fire like a flamethrower, you know, and <laughs> and I thought that's gonna I'm be a thinking great that match. Thing, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be an awesome match, and uh, you'll know, never happen, you know. But that was a really a response. I think Gamma came out before, you know, Godzilla's Revenge, which was I think sixty nine, and Son of Godzilla, I think, which was sixty six. So this came out, and with the focus of Gamma and and the children. It really did something that the other kaiju monster movies were not doing, focusing on making the kids the stars, and and this is why Godzilla's Revenge is so effective because the focus is on this you know eight year old you know right. fantasy of being with all these monsters. So, all of these monster movies, the gamma movies, focus on children protagonists, and I remember you know loving them as a kid. Like Gamma versus Gauss uh, was one of my two favorites. I just love the idea of this vampire bat. Flying around. I thought that the suit design was really cool with the flat head and the, kind of the way he Gamera yell or Gauss yells. <laughs> and he shoots these laser beams, and then Gamera gushes this blue blood. It's like gallons of paint.
0: Just as it gushing. cuts through Yeah.
2: Yeah, it cuts right through him, you know. Um, and then how they attract him with this giant bowl of synthetic blood, you know, to attract this vampire bat, which I thought was just really, really cool. But my favorite one as a kid was uh, Gamera vs. Jiger or Monster X where Jiger implants this, you know, jabs uh, Gamma in the neck with the tail at the spike, and then <laughs> implants its egg inside of Gamma. And these kids, it's, it's done at the same time as the World with the, the world uh, Exposition, and these kids, you know, the, their inventor, one of them the inventor of Grandfather, who makes this cool submarine, and they go underwater, they go inside Gamera, and they help save Gamera. I mean, you know, like, this is From like... a little a larvae. Who, a little little miniature version of Jiger is inside, which terrified me as a child.
0: You know, Um, in that movie, you know what part creeped me out? Do you remember the AIP one where they, you know, they do the whole, they set up a projector
2: to, like, oh, yeah, the it. elephant trunk. I... Oh,
0: <laughs> yes, that, that was so fucking gross. Was yeah, they're like it. cutting
2: this elephant. Is... All yes, is, like, this like... elephant can't breathe oh, because it's larva. Spilling
0: out. Oh, my God, know, like, so oh yeah,
2: yeah, it was really, really good
0: That was, you know, you're watching Gamma, and all of a sudden you see this, and it was just like, what was that?
2: It was exactly, just... yeah. Well, you know, and I have the, the the, I think X-Plus X, X plus brought out a Gamera from Gamma versus Jiger, where his head and his hands have already turned this white color because it does in <clears> the <throat> movie. I mean, now it's kind of smoke-damaged brown from years of cigar smoke, <laughs> yeah. you know? But he used to, like, glow-in-the-dark, you know, and things like that. He's getting
0: better. <laughs> yeah.
2: But as far as, like, the classic Showa-era Gamera movies, those those were fantastic Um you know, and then I'll let someone else take over. But then the '90s brings this new trilogy of Gamma films, and I'm sure we'll talk about those. But you know, what's not the love about camera I mean, it's just this turtle who flies around and and saves people and and has these kooky monsters. And uh, I, I will say this: that I think the '90s movies were way better than the Godzilla films that were coming out at the same time.
3: The trilogy was. That's oh a yeah, I think trilogy. so too. So,
2: but okay. I'll hand it over to blue
3: Ah, thank you. Now, Doctor Head. Gamera versus yes. Jiger, isn't that the one where Gamera, doesn't he do something, stick something in his ears or whatever? Isn't there like a sound <laughs> thing? Yes. Uh, yeah. Is, yes. It te- is it telephone, telephone poles? poles or thing? <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> because it flies around as like a giant whistle. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So
3: yeah, the I remember that. Like going, oh, that would really, really hurt. He's
0: oh, like, he's, he's a go. turtle.
3: He's like, Yeah, it's fine. I can't hear you now. So you got that. You got you got Gamera doing uh Olympic style <laughs> gymnastics and stuff like that. I I remember as a kid, you know, channel fifty, creature feature, you know, they they would have monster week and you'd get your Godzilla films, and I remember that's the first time that I saw Gamera. And I remember thinking Okay, so it's a turtle, so this is going to be an incredibly slow-moving monster, and it's probably not going to be very, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, of course, anybody's ever dealt with a snapping turtle before, you know, those little bastards <laughs> you pretty fast when they want to. Yes. But I, I, I quickly grew to love uh, Gamera, and unlike you, Dr. Head, I was always kind of like, oh, I can't wait for the showdown between Gamera and Godzilla, of course, you know, what do I know about licensing and distribution <laughs> stuff like that for rival film companies yeah and I, for the longest time i didn't know that i i just assumed it was never meant to be um but no there there is there is something there there's that there's that just like like you said it it you know the the fact that they they kind of buddy gammer up with uh with the kids and he's kind of like this child protector i mean if you think of it from a you know marketing gimmick that's gold, Jerry. Gold, you know. That's <laughs> so you know, it was yeah. Kids yes, are the cameras gonna, making me thirsty. <laughs> kids are gonna. It was up. all
4: marketing. That's yeah. And, you know, that's true too.
3: And you know, again, it's yeah. You know, I haven't seen any of the the newer ones, the the '90s oh. ones. I, I don't oh, know. I found you, are really you should
0: watch good. them.
3: They're, they're, so they're good. So here's my thing: as as I've gotten older, and as the technology for filmmaking has gotten better. I can't get into the newer monster movies as much as I did the old ones because the, no, I the, get re- that, yeah. the destruction, the realism—it it starts getting right. to the point where you're like, "There's a shitload of people getting killed in this movie," and it kind of brings <laughs> it down. Where when you're a kid and you see them stomping around a cardboard set, you know, at you're like, "Nah, nobody's dying." And, and this- the little
0: kid standing in the yeah. rubble going, <laughs>
2: <And,
1: laughs> "Yeah, And
2: if you want to see human, human you know, Destruction, Gamma 3, Revenge of oh Iris. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, um, that is, like, mm. probably the most terrifying kaiju film since the original Godzilla 54, Gojira. I, mm. And it's I, all I shot it. from point of view shots from the people on the ground. Oh, and, you, you know, something me. happens where this monster flies by and Gamma's like, shooting this fireball and then the monster poops by and you see the like explosions and this fire just starts coming down the street and, like, consuming everyone as it pulls ah. them up into it. It is horrifying. Really, yeah. really scary stuff. My uh-huh. favorite
0: is when you see the monster slice the building in half by reflection on the other building. You don't see it directly. You see this mm-hmm. reflection, and all of a sudden you see the building, like, sliced. I thought
2: that was really neat. Mm-hmm. That was, that was but, a neat. That was but says that trilogy is really good because all three stories are connected. Oh, cool. And you'll see, you'll see characters who show up in all three movies, and you'll see kind of where they're at. And it's a really tight continuity, you know, because something happens yeah. in the first one, and in Gamma 2, the building that's destroyed
0: yeah um, it, what? It,
2: and in the building in the second movie you still see them like they're like working to repair that building yeah yeah that's yeah. how closely the continuity is they're really developing this one this kind of singular story yeah
4: one story and A mini series yeah,
2: yeah and it's it's fantastic yeah. and especially the then they had
0: a, a trailer that was supposed to what 2017 or something like that
4: yeah there like was a, a trailer
0: band. on youtube and i thought it was a real trailer i don't mm-hmm. know if it was handmade or whatever but that looked really cool. If it was going to be a movie, it looked uh, good. It was supposed to be like the fourth Gamma show, but it—I don't know, whatever what that was.
2: But yeah, well, Toho now distributes distributes Gamma, and where they were oh. thinking um, that would be a nice since Toho now does this, there would be some kind of you know working together. But Gamma the Brave from 2006 was the last official Gamma movie, and that, that wasn't even that bad. I didn't mind. No, that. I thought it was good. Yeah, it was a different story. It's kind of like a, almost like a retelling of the first story. Yeah, um, kind of going but, back but more it, towards the kids. And... But the kids, yeah, brought back the kids. It's uh, this gentle story. It's a very actually touching moment and a very emotional And the monster's moment. kind of scary. Though. Yeah, the other yeah. Ones, it's a, but, uh... They're good movies. They really are. For a kid's yeah. Yeah. It's fun. than the um, Mothra trilogy of the same era, yeah. you know, Toho did the Mothra, Mothra 1, 2, and 3. These, these, these Gamma movies are far superior to those movies and in every way. You know? Of course, they're not made directly for the children like the like the Mothra movies, but right. But you know, if you like that kind of thing,
3: yeah. So sorry, Feds. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I, I I defer to the ex the kaiju expert.
2: <laughs> Where? Oh, yeah, it's it's good stuff. It is. We could watch well, that sometime. You know. You know, going
0: back to you're talking about watching on creature feature. This uh, uh what was what's the one with Baragon, uh, Gammer,
2: Gamma versus Baragon, or, right? What they
0: call it before War of the Monsters,
2: is that it? You know, I don't remember the the English names for it. I always knew it as Gamma versus Baragon, well, I, or, anyway, or I thought that's what it was called, but, I think it's Barugon or something, because not to be confused with Toho's Baragon. Right. This is Barugon, right? But anyway, this was
0: the, my introduction to uh, Han and Big Chuck. That was my first movie with them when I first found them. That's, I guess, that's my reminiscence of Gamera where that kind of sticks out by the way that movie is kind of weird because that totally blows the other movies there's no kids no it's more of an adult story than it is the the second of the movies and you know betrayal you know getting the guy stunned by a scorpion and
2: mm-hmm.
0: all that stuff you know before the other monsters start doing their stuff but and it's unusually which is kind long, of interesting.
2: Too. it's yeah, like two hours yeah. long it's really long movie you know, really, it is. it is for two hours for a monster movie, you never have yeah. yeah. a movie to go yeah. beyond 90. You know, maybe a hundred minutes tops. This is this is almost two hours. Yeah. Interesting.
0: And for the time, the effects weren't that bad. I mean, I thought no, the, that was the, of the best of the original series.
2: Yeah. That big electrical it was like that dam or the the, dam you know, and stuff. You know, yeah. yeah. That was a gorgeous set. Which
0: they constantly reuse.
2: <laughs> Why would you if you had it, man? I mean, all that time going built into it, you're not going to destroy it gorgeous
4: Dadfly, hey. What's your, what's your take on all this Gamera
1: stuff? I don't know. I've never been a Gamera fan. Um, I like the attack of uh, the monsters or whatever, the tar and feather episode. It's great. Uh, it's classic, <laughs> you know, it's really kind of pushes it up. Um, I, for the I <laughs> mean, and I, you know, I have, uh, I love Kaiju films like Godzilla and all of the, the kind of Toho um, universe. That they created, and I remember the first time I watched—I uh, don't, I don't even remember what Godzilla it was. Um, it was—I was like four or five years old, um, and we were still on Brunel Street, I think, in Wasion, um, because I remember watching it in that living room, and f- for the first time, like just seeing this, going, "What is this?" You know, and then thinking oh, I need to build a city like that so I can destroy it. You know, I mean, that would just be so much fun. And we literally started cobbling together cardboard boxes and stuff like that. Um, So for this episode, though, I watched uh, Gamera Super Monster, (laughs) which, yeah, well, 1980. um, I'm watching this and, and I went, I feel like I've seen these monster fights before. Uh, and, you know, so I, I text uh, uh, Dr. Tarn. I'm like, did they use old footage and frame it with new footage that they put together? And he's like, oh, yeah. Um, and I thought they colorized it because I don't think I've seen a color version of Attack of the Monsters. Um, and, the, you know, they have. Uh, right. So I didn't know it was in the only, the black, only and black
2: and white, and white movie. Gamera movie was the first one.
1: OK. Yes. Right. So, yeah, I, I don't know what I saw um, the uh, or what I was thinking. But okay, so this movie has three space women who are kind of hot, and they're hanging, they're hiding out on Earth, Um, and they've got driving
2: a uh, a star destroyer.
1: Well, yeah, there's a that's they're not driving the star destroyer. The people looking for them come in, and it looks like a. You know, one of the Star Destroyers from uh, yeah, Star Wars. I mean, it's exactly <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they yep. can't use their superpowers because they can fly around. And they, they do this little dance before they turn into their superpower, their super people. Um, and they befriend this little kid. Um, the one owns a pet store and then the other two have jobs themselves. But it kind of centers around the one with the pet store. She gives a turtle to this little kid and he thinks it's Gamera um and then his mother convinces him to get rid of the turtle it would be much happier when it's free so he lets it go and he thinks it literally turns into Gamera when Gamera shows up um uh but anytime anytime these super women super space women use their powers it attracts the attention of one of their agents that's down there chasing also a, a hot woman um who is uh you know kind of also befriends the child so this kid gets a this kid gets more women than i you know it's just not it's not cool um but these space women anytime they use their power they get detected and the star destroyer shoots a beam at them um and they do gymnastics to get out of the way just in time um but they have to not use their powers, so it's you know this kind of conundrum um they, at one point, get found out and shrink and get put into, like, a mailbox garbage pail kind of thing that he carries around with him until they can come back to full size. And um, So it's a pretty weird little movie. Oh, Wild well, um,
3: Planet. Yeah. I've seen that one. I, I'm yeah. going to have to watch this
1: one. It's on Prime. and Yeah, all these, the, the 390s uh, Gamera are on Prime as well. Uh, and I oh, did. Yeah. I yeah. did start nice watching copies. that trilogy. Uh, I watched the first one, and then I started to watch the second one. Um, they slowly get. you yeah. can
0: tell they get a little better each time. Yeah,
1: it's I just, should. I I want to finish it. I just, I'm you know trying to do all these other know, okay. uh, movies and stuff. But uh, the the thing about the first movie is that's the one where they're trying to get the they're trying to trap those like pterodactyl like monsters, right? Yeah. And out, so, out what do out. they do? They put a bunch of meat inside of a sports uh, complex that can close the roof, and they themselves stay inside the complex with them as they're trying to close the roof. And I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" Oh, that was and, a zoologist. Yeah.
0: They well, they were... it was
1: the military and all that kind of stuff. You know. Well, yeah, they were but, drugging. Yeah, they one were gets away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of them gets away. They kill another one or something like that, and uh, one of them they they actually capture. Um, but um, I think the the effects in that are still pretty cheesy I think they, they struck a oh, balance they yeah they struck a balance with not trying to go all like 3D models and Jurassic Park and all that kind of stuff um, so it still kind of maintains that but uh, Fez you are correct it's brutal AF you know they literally arrive on an island they're like yeah there used to be people who lived here I think all these <laughs> and then all of a sudden you see these birds swooping down and trying to pick people up off the street.
2: Big pile yeah. of bird shit. Yeah. Pile of bird shit. It's funny, Bird glasses in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the special the, those gamma movies are made on roughly half the budget of a Godzilla movie.
1: Hmm.
2: Wow. And when you consider that, and then these this, the special effects are, are fewer, more, you know, more Spartan, but I think they're done better, you know, and uh, because the story is more compelling, but well, and, yeah. yeah, they just get better as they and go. Then,
0: Yeah, I was going to say, the later episodes, they're spot on. The last one is
1: just... Yeah, Revenge of Urus. That was exciting. That was awesome. What What, what I didn't understand about that first movie, um, uh, when they first find Gamera, he's in what they think is an atoll, just like a floating island. And so they go on there and they start digging (laughs) into his shell, right? Uh, Thinking this is some sort of... And they find some sort of a monolith that has markings on Uh it. And I think it then crumbles, right? Yeah. I I must they have, got
0: retrieved some stones or whatever. I, those, I missed that what that was with,
1: from. Like what, what did they explain that? Uh, did it just kind of like
0: They they hint at the idea that it that he was there he's like a biological weapon. Uh, he was uh made by this ancient race to battle other creatures that oh, okay. lived at the time like Gauss and all okay. that stuff. But the idea that I
2: connected that, through those necklaces, those little teardrop yeah. tadpole necklaces. They go on um, about right
0: what, mana or whatever it was, life energy, all that. Anyway, yeah, it was kind of an interesting reconnection with it. You know why Gamma is kind of working for us and not
2: anyway. Right, and that the the girl, the young the young girl who connects with Gamma, I think it was Steven Seagal's daughter. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. That's crazy. Gamera doesn't doesn't work for you. you give it a big <laughs>
1: <hit> punch. <laughs> the. Uh so i just I, I can't buy into a turtle you know being massively uh frightening it's almost like if you're gonna have a turtle he should fight a kaiju lemur or something like that you know or uh or or a, not, a koala bear oh come I, on i get it but it, the go go
0: to the third one though he i yeah. think he looks really cool he looks more like yeah. a yeah a,
1: a,
2: there are two versions of camera in, in that movie because the, the, f- the film revolves, you know, I don't want to spoil it, uh, yeah. but uh, it revolves around a girl who's angry at Gamera because her Gamera accidentally or incidentally kills her parents in the second movie. Because she when Going he's fighting the Legion, people killed, yeah, yeah, and so there's a whole bunch of people killed. So she grows up hating Gamera and has these nightmares. There's this nightmare Gamera that really is fucking scary. I've got a big figure of it, and um, the, her hatred manifests itself into this, you know, creature. You know, which I think the storyline is definitely really not for kids. Uh, but it's, it's interesting that children are still the focus. Of yeah. The story, you know? yeah. In a way that Godzilla tried with, with really two movies Sonic Godzilla, a little bit, and more so yes. Godzilla's Revenge, but not after that. Now,
0: and what were the newer ones where they tried to hook the telepath with him, you know, Yeah, in the, in, do... the, in the
2: in the um, Heisei series in the 80s, they did bring that telepathic. With Violante starting with 89 through you go know, 95. Connection, uh, oh, oh, yes. Yes. right. Yeah, Emiko, Emmy, she had that telepathic connection with Godzilla because they were trying to connect to it and try to at least mentally steer it away if they could from doing destruction or you know, try to yeah. just keep it at bay. So,
1: there, there you go,
0: camera.
2: Camera.
1: I think we uh, uh, watched a bunch of those, and I don't. I just don't remember them uh, when my son was younger, because um, he really got into Godzilla like at, at about age six or so. Um, and so we would just try to. We would go to Best Buy when you still bought physical media, and we would just you know you could find any of those and all of those at that time. This would be like the early two thousands. And so we we would grab those and watch them. And it was great watching it through his eyes, you know, um, because that I got to then relive how I felt when I watched them when I was a kid and how all magical it was. Um, And it Mm -hmm. kept me from being cynical while I watched him. Whereas now, if I watch them by myself, I'm like going.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But
0: it's that charm again. It's a it's a monster kid thing is what it comes to. I still feel the same way when I watch those
2: old ones, not the modern ones. Yeah. So i was older when i watched them first but yeah. when i watch yeah. king kong versus godzilla or mothra versus godzilla or gamma versus gouts i'm i'm still that eight-year-old or ten-year-old or 12-year-old right. kid and i feel all those same things and i just kind of smile with joy at all those same things you know it, it's just a great way to feel young again you know
1: cool anybody else have any uh final words on gamma Ra? Or Berugan?
2: Berugan <laughs> has a rainbow as a weapon.
1: Like oh, he's wo- he's bad. woke.
2: Yeah. <laughs> actually, is barugon Ber- is is actually used. I've seen kaiju shirts with the rainbow coming out, and it is it is being worn a lot by people on of that community, the LGBTQ uh, community. Yeah. Uh, I didn't say that right. And that's not um, a horn.
0: That's a strap on.
2: So, yeah, it's it's become like a symbol, you know, for them to rally around, which is pretty cool.
1: Cool. So, uh, they have their own page. We haven't spoken for a while, gentlemen. So, I want to know what have you been watching, Blue Fez?
3: Um, I've really been watching um, a lot of series. I just finished up Loki, um, which I enjoyed. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, so uh, called a couple things in the show. Won't discuss any of it for people who haven't been watching or following it. But uh, a oh. things in there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was okay. That wasn't me. Sent all your complaints. To <laughs> um, and and then just to stay on kind of the Marvel note, uh, saw Black Widow, which wasn't which. I Generally enjoyed. There are a couple notes in the movie where I'm just like, eh, and it's like, you know, why are we getting this movie now? This movie should have come out, you know, maybe a few years ago, maybe after Civil War. I think it would have had would have had a little bit more punch to it. But uh, I, I got to tell you, I, <laughs> I love David Harbor. Yeah, as the if Red he Guardian. if he
1: were if he wasn't <laughs> in it, it would it would not have been as good a movie.
3: So. Yeah that that whole. The whole subplot with the Russian, the Russian family thing, I, that that for me really anchored the film. That I I could have just watched all of that, and, and in fact, if if um, Disney Plus wants to do a show with Red Guardian and the Iron Widow and you know <laughs> more more power to him. I'll I'll watch it. He was he was just he was just great. Everything about it, I I, I really do. I, I, enjoy, I enjoy
1: David Harbor. Well, and it's, uh, it's awesome. Black Widow's sister is going to take over as the oh. new Black Widow in the Marvel Universe, and yeah. she is awesome. I don't know where they found her, oh, but she—I actually like her. I thought she was better than uh, what's her face, uh, um, Scarlett, Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. And I like Scarlett Johansson. I just you know, yeah. but uh, she was—I yeah. think she out—she outshone yeah, yeah. her. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, she yeah. was in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was in. Uh, uh Midsummer and yeah, uh yes. the, the newest version of Little Women.
1: Oh right, right. Yeah. Uh,
3: Florence she is it Pugue? I'm not sure about her last name, yeah. but oh no, she was everything just when she's given uh Natasha grief about her pose. pose? Why yeah. why do you do the thing with the and then you flip your head back? You're a total poser. I just love it. She, she's totally ripping out, You you totally buy the yep. whole that they're they were sisters you know well <laughs> and it's funny because she
1: is. falls out of a vent and does the pose and then she goes ooh!" She's
3: <laughs> <It's> like gross,
1: <laughs> gross. <laughs> yeah yeah david david harbour really good. really helped make that but i mean everybody and it was really good and i thought it was a really yeah. good story i i was very surprised yeah. at how good it was um
3: yeah i i didn't first time not crazy about it i don't know why i mean we rented out on disney plus second time i actually saw it in the theater and enjoyed it much more um yeah i i, I don't i don't know what it was it's maybe i it wasn't in for the experience but i i agree with you i really did enjoy the story
1: all right professor feather I'm... what have you been watching
4: um it's not so much what i've been watching but what i've been listening to um i just listened to two episodes of mark maron's Podcast, which is called WTF. Um, the one interview was with uh, Steven Soderbergh, and it, the other interview, and these are really, relatively recent podcasts. The other one is with Quentin Tarantino, and they both run about an hour and a half long. About an hour of of each of the podcasts is the is with the guest. Uh, Mark Maron does stuff before and sometimes after. He talks to the guest. Um, but very good, um, you know, um, excellent interviews, you know, just just great. That's about all I've really been doing lately.
1: Dr. Head,
4: what have you been watching?
2: I watched a fun movie called How It Ends. It just came out uh, this, a few months ago, maybe, or this month. Uh, comedy drama written and produced, directed by. Daryl uh, Wine and Zoe Lister Jones from uh, Life in Pieces, if you've seen that TV series. And it follows the basic premise is there's an asteroid that's gonna be colliding into Earth like at three in the morning. It's the last day on Earth, and Zoe Lister Jones and is trying to get to this party that she was invited to, and she's working through all of her regrets and her neuroses. And with her is her younger metaphysical self. Who is played by Haley Spaney, uh, who is just, just amazing. Um, just wonderful. She, uh, and it, it's a great cast. It was done during the pandemic. So all the scenes are kind of like socially distanced. But Olivia Wilde is in it, Fred Armisen, Helen Hunt, Nick Kroll, um, let's see, Glenn Howerton, Bradley Whitford, uh, Paulie Shore, Colin Hanks. Charlie Day. I mean, there's tons of these people. I think she just like gave him a call and said, hey, you want to shoot this movie for a day? Because it's a series of vignettes as she's kind of walking. She and her younger self are walking and talking. So there's a series of encounters almost like Wizard of Ozian as she tries to make it to this party before the end of the world. And it's it's got moments that are really funny and moments that are very touching and sweet. So, uh, yeah, how it ends. It's, I forget where we I think we got it on prime we paid for it but it was it was totally worth it good movie so there
4: there that sounds like i'd like to see that movie yeah Yeah, it's
2: it's fun and the way it's shot it looks like one camera you know and it was just so simply and it looks so beautiful and it's clean and and it's it's a really kind of a quirky fun little movie and 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 i cannot say enough um about kaylee Spaney.
1: she just was delightful Doctor Tar, what have you been watching?
0: I just watched Tarr and Feathers' presentation of Doug Agosti's Wilbur's Dead and Breakfast. Oh, what I've been watching.
1: Nice. Who's Doug Agosti? The brand new episode, and it's,
0: and it's a humdinger. Doug Agosti is uh, Doctor
4: Shock. Yes, from Toledo. From Toledo, Ohio. Who's, yes, homegrown. He's one of the Dr. Shocks. Uh, for all you uh, horror host people out there, there were Dr. Shocks all across this country um, at one time or another, um, which is kind of – it, it makes sense. You know, Dr. Shock is a perfect name for a horror host, and all these people were doing it, you know, pretty much simultaneously, which I think is kind of interesting. But, yeah, ours was – yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Doug. Doug Agosti from Toledo, Ohio. We pay tribute to him. We we do we show one of his episodes. Yeah. What else do we show on there? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: multitudes of shorts.
4: <laughs> one being an educational film by one Doctor Head. Oh, that's right. Yes. Your one psychophone head. Yes. That's right. It, yes. it appears on this ep in this episode. Yes. It's a very
2: touching episode, I will say it,
4: that. Is. Yes.
1: It's a very touched sorry. episode. Sorry sorry to
4: jump in there, Tar, but... oh,
1: no, no, that's good. Um, well, I've been watching... Uh,
0: I fumbled it. I mean, I fumbled it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> because I was... Uh, Ooh, re- because I was recovering from a colonoscopy. I had all kinds of the time to watch some shit, so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> of the butt area of your mind. Yeah, so
1: um, I watched... Uh, on HBO Max, they have uh, Tacoma FD it's about a fire department there's two seasons sitcoms like 10 13 episodes for the two each season um and it's hilarious it's the guys who did the movie super troopers um so the same people who wrote them and acted them and stuff and i'm telling you this is a hilarious series um it's very funny the actors they got and actresses and stuff just it's hilarious um, I was iffy about it when I saw it, but uh, again, they're just very funny. Um, what was that at? It's on HBO Max, um, and I think they got renewed for a third season because they won a bunch of awards. Um, and it's originally on True TV. Um So you get one of the impractical jokers. Brian Quinn shows up on one episode where he gets his his dick stuck in a thermos, um, <laughs> <laughs> and they and so they show up and he goes, they go well. If you just pee into the thermos, it'll it'll release it. And he goes, "I'm not peeing into this thermos. It's still got my soup in there. It's Minestrone." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then they do. He does pee, and then it just blows off his thing and just explodes all over the room. Um, but the funny part of that episode is that every call they go to has something to do with some dude getting his penis stuck in something. You know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a very funny series. And then HBO also has "Whose Line Is It Anyway?" Uh, the Drew Carey Show uh, that he did back, and I forgot how brilliant those those comedians are uh, at um, yeah. uh, improv improvisation. And, yes, yeah, and yeah. how shockingly bad Drew Carey is at improvisation. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he yes. is horrific. Yeah. yeah, and he knows it. I mean, everybody, you know, it's it's pretty funny how how that all works. Uh but uh yeah those are the the two things i've been
4: colin mockery and yeah. uh yeah uh, what's the other guy's name uh, God, i can't think of his name ray the Wayne uh, brady no not Wayne wayne ray, brady too yeah but no yeah, the, yeah. The um guy. ray yeah. Uh, oh, I can't
1: remember, yeah. Yeah. no i know his name whatever his name is
4: They're, yeah, yeah that's Romano. a good those are good those are good
1: yeah and they have the whole entire well, all all seasons of it on there and uh, I've only watched four or five episodes, and I just I laugh out loud, you know,
4: easily. It's great. Um, the and then the other. You know, th- go ahead. Go, go ahead. No. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to say, talking about HBO Max, I you know have only recently gotten HBO Max, so I'm watching. Um. um Rick and Morty. Oh, <laughs> Man, it's so fucked. That's I, fucked up. Yeah, and I'm going. <laughs> Whoa. This is Rick and Morty uncensored. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. And, and oh my god. Man. <laughs> Dan Harmon, right? Uh, oh yeah, it's and it's just like, yeah, you're just Sometimes you just go, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But on the other hand, Rick and Morty is one of the most brilliant wow. animation animated things to come down the pike. Ever, if you yep. really pay attention to the stories, they are brilliant. Oh, they're also incredibly disturbing sometimes. So, like,
1: I can they only are, take yeah, disturbingly yeah, brilliant. I, yeah, I can take two or three episodes, and then I'm like, I need a week now. All right, <laughs> you know, and then come Kinda back. like oh, super yeah, jail. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I gotta, I gotta figure shit out now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Um, the only other thing I want to bring up is: anybody seen the trailer for the new uh, Suicide Squad that's being yes. done? Yes. By. oh my yeah. god that looks so James awesome Gunn. yeah that looks so great um and was it, somebody was telling me the shark guy is uh, sylvester stallone right
0: yes. yeah <laughs> no is it really yeah yeah king, king, shark. king yeah.
1: shark yeah oh uh, it it just looks great i mean it's you know it's everything um i did watch birds of prey again and i i thought birds of prey was really good um and i think was oh, it margot robbie as harley quinn I don't think I could ever watch anybody else try to portray that, you know,
4: character. She, I think she's really good. Yeah. All right. Well, I like the original Suicide Squad, too. I think we talked about that before. Though. I, I like parts of it. I just didn't... Yeah. 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 The uh, the new one looks but really good. The new good. movie looks interesting. But, What's yeah,
1: it? if you haven't seen Birds... Have you guys seen Birds of Prey? No. Yeah. I, I actually thought it was really good, you know. They, every, I think Birds of Prey is really good, yeah. too. All right. I'll check it out. I thought Suicides squad. suicide squad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know they're also talk- in talks about doing Superman 2 Man of Steel 2 or whatever with Henry Cavill oh. yeah like, Blue like Fez like Blue like, Fez like, is like doing it. a dance right now because he's so happy
2: <laughs> yep I see Fez he loves it don't, Fez don't loves get, the Cavill Cavalry
3: no, I'm not pulling out the soapbox on this one. I'm not going to do it. Cause, cause Don't I pull out. Don't pull out. That's right.
2: All right.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll yank it out from under you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That didn't work out as well as I thought it would. <laughs>
2: okay. Yeah. You guys want to Friendly fire. Friendly fire. <laughs> <fryer and>, uh, <laughs>
4: just... <laughs> Impeccable timing
1: had the volume down, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay, Jerry. for John. Jerry is in the house. Or as I'm known in Mexico, Harry.
0: Jerry forgot his key. Yes.
1: And you are listening to Unsane Radio Prime Radio. I don't think Doctor had participated in that one.
2: He did. I was doing this on <laughs> Radio.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. And his best Peter Laurie.
4: Hey, we're professional voiceover people, man. We know how to layer. I can do voice under if I need to. That's what I was yes, doing. Yes, that's what you were doing. Under. Oh, I'll yeah. layer. I'll, I'll layer. layer.
2: Now I'm voiced with my own <laughs> petard. Oh,
1: petard day. Which is a volley of farts. You're
2: gonna pull out. <laughs> Jean Luc Petard? That's right. <laughs> oh! <Make it> <laughs> I feel so petarded now.
1: Going no where no man has gone before.
4: <laughs> Make it I that's hope not. not that's, that's no person.
1: <laughs> the USS <laughs> Flatulence.
4: <laughs> where can you find
1: us? Where can you find us? Where are we?
4: Oh, yeah. We're, we're at the... Unsane party. Radio. <laughs> where the hell are we? We forgot where we were there for oh a <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. UnsaneRadio.com is the primary place to go to see the pretty pictures of Unsane Radio's episodes. Um, Unsane Radio has uh, been a proud sponsor of the Flight of the Pigeons project, and I'd like to uh, commend... Jerry, who is uh, taking all of the funds for this and, and managing it for us. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, thanks. Um, Radio at gmail.com um, They did shut us down for a while, so if you, if you did email to us and it went back to you, that's why. There was a misunderstanding, but it was nothing serious, believe me. Um, and there you go. Alright, where can you find Tar and Feather?
0: Uh, we're on the Facebook <laughs> at turn better facebook we're there no. we're working you son of a bitch yeah. yes <laughs> uh. anyway you know,
2: all
1: you know. right what about the product of uh, the infamous
2: i'm on facebook too okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> i've lost control jerry out okay
2: Justice Comma Writer at Facebook, Heavy Metal Horror, also part of the Unsane Radio Podcast Universe. Heavy metal horror.
1: metal horror. Heavy Metal Horror. How about you, Blue Fez? Where can we find your stuff?
3: Hey! I'm on Facebook too! I want to <laughs> jump on this bandwagon. I'm gonna ride some Facebook coattails, we freaks! W E E F R E E K Z Webcom. Wait for the oh wait a minute.
4: Wrong wrong face.
3: <laughs>
1: and I'm the Midnight Deadfly and I am not on Facebook at all. Uh but I you know to be honest. Where are you
2: pulling out of these days?
1: Yeah, well, I thought those pigeons were doves. I'm just saying.
2: Sure, your witness. Pigeon hold. We're not oh. going there, are we? Oh.
1: I guess that's what you find on the street corner that I work at.
2: for listen to us.